0: Now, learning the Sicha of the Yisroi Dalet, the fourth Sicha in Israel te Tezayin. In this Sicha, the Rebbe is going to explain our Rashi understands what was the way Hashem descended at Har Sinai when it came to give the Torah. <clears throat> so, we'll begin Ois Aleph. In our Parsha, Parshas Yisroi, Pelech Yutesh pasikhof, the Torah says, as the Rebbe starts, so al-Arsinai. The Torah says vayere d'ashem al-Arsinai, Hashem descendant upon the Mount Arsinai, Mount Sinai, El Roy Shoor, to the top of the mountain. Is Rashi Meparash. Rashi says, what is vayere d'ashem al Sinai? Yochel, one might think that the way you read the Pasik by Hashem it means that Yorad, all of Mamish, that he actually descended on the mountain. That is Yochel. This is what one might think. talmud with Loimar, the Pasik comes to teach us otherwise. Which Pasik is a Pasik later? in Peirek Pasik Pasach in the same Parsha, the Pasik says, there, From the heavens I spoke with you. So the Teireh tells us clear that Hashem spoke from the heavens and it wasn't from actually being present at the mountain itself. As later in Seiv Gimbel, the Rebbe is going to bring the way Rashi explains it that basically Hashem had took the heavens and they were lord on the mountain and he went down over those heavens. As we're going to see later, the details. So, Pashtas learned, man, as Rashi the von the The way you read Rashi, is the Drashi is dealing with a contradiction of the verses. That in our Pasik Pelik you test Pasik Chav, it says that Hashem descended upon the mountain. So clearly it was descending onto the mountain. And later but of Mamish that he actually descended on the mountain? And later, the Pasik says, that he actually spoke from Shomayim, that he was in the heavens, seemingly not on the mountain itself. One of them, and that comes and he explains us the answer, which we're going to discuss later, that the heavens had been kind of folded upon the mountain. But the way you learn this Rashi, Rashi comes to deal with a contradiction between our Pesach and the Pesach later. And that's the way we would have understood Rashi. Says the Rebbe, but we cannot understand Rashi that this is what the contradiction is. Why? So he continues, we cannot but need learning. learn that this is Rashi, though can't say that this is what Rashi means here to explain that contradiction for two reasons. While Aleph, number one, Why does Rashi first introduce in this verse, Yochel, one mate might think that it means that he actually descended on the mountain. If you're only dealing with a contradiction, or, in a verse later, He should have begin right away with a question. Here it says that it was V'yered Hashem, Hashem descendant unto the mountain. There's another passage which says Kimina that he spoke from the heavens, not from the mountain. As, as he brings in footnote 3, like Rashi himself in this very discussion brings this question by In chapter 20, verse 19, he actually brings the tupsukim as a contradiction. So the word yochol, introducing that the person reading the pasik might have a doubt, might have a question. Indicate that it's not a contradiction of these two verses is which bothers Rashi. This is one number one. Reason number two why it cannot be the contradiction base, beiker, and mainly this is the reason why it cannot be the contradiction, is this posik, When are you going to have this contradiction? only when you're going to get to chapter 20, and you're going to find out that the Torah tells you that Hashem spoke minashamaim, so then you're going to wonder, so what happens? Here it says, Vayered Hashem, Hashem descended down to the mountain. But it's only going to come then. And if that what Rashi bothers here, is tells Rashi of the in Unzer Pasik, why would he mention that contradiction in our Pasik when we didn't even read or studied the next Pasik? Ubi frat and especially aleph and pasukim in when it comes later in chapter twenty, Shtelz zichtake Rashi of the stira. Rashi does in- deal with the contradiction, as he writes here, "Vekosv v'achodaim avayiru Hashem al Shemayim." That there is a pasuk which says that Hashem descended onto the mountain, and Rashi says, how does that poshik, which was read in Perik in chapter 19, fit with what we are learning in chapter 20? Because you learned about psukim. So then you have a stira, then you have a contradiction. But when you learn Perik and you didn't learn next posik then the contradiction doesn't exist yet. And therefore, Musman zogin, you have to say, as Rashi kum donit zu bavor for entferin stira von de zwei psukim. Actually, does not come here to introduce the contradiction of the verses, nor as in the pasik do. Noch edamivveis von the pasikim is farana sofek yochel. The drada it's not the contradiction of the verses, but drader by just learning verse twenty in chapter nineteen, you already come up with a question yochel. As we explained before, yochel means one. May think, you start thinking, what happened? It says in the verse, Vayered, does it mean to Yoradol of Mamesh? To How was that? How did it happen? Did he actually, Hashem, descended onto the mountain or not? This is the question which rises into the person studying this very Pusik. Um, we bald as fundant Kemenit as I know from the Pasach itself, there is no proof to decide and to resolve this question. How did Hashem descend it on the mountain? Was it actually descending or just from from heaven? Bring the river Rashi from the Pasach. So Rashi brings the proof from the Pasach later, Talmud Loim HaKim Minashomayim Dibayati mochem. That later when you come to the learn chapter 20 and you're going to see it just clearly that Hashem spoke from heaven and therefore you're going to you're going to wonder if he spoke from heaven so why does it say here that he was actually descending the mountain and you're going to have an explanation which the way Rashi explains it as we're going to see it soon but the point is the the very fact that you learn this Pasik by Yegida Al you wonder in your own mind what happened? How did it actually happen? Why would you wonder? Aldalebbe continued from Fashtein. From one Nemtich Dod Mokem le suffic to Yoga Dol Mamish. Why is it when you read this Pasik, you're actually questioning whether it was practically actually descended on it or it was a metaphor or whatever it is why is it in other words clearly what the rebbe says in Seif if is that rashi does not come to introduce a introduction a contradiction between verses because we didn't know that verse yet but rather rashi is coming to confront an issue which arises in the person's mind was it Vayered Olaf? Did it actually descend it on the mountain? And as we see a verse later, that there wasn't. And the question is only, why would a person have the doubt? If you did not read the next passage in chapter 20, comes the Rebbe in Siv and he says that really the doubt comes from what you learned already just two verses earlier in chapter 19. The Birin in them. The explanation: Why is it that a person is in, is trying to is struggling with understanding what is the vayeret? Is because in Afriyadik Pasik, in chapter 19, verse 18, what does it say there? The Oshan The verse says that Mount Sinai was smoking. In its entirety, because Hashem had descended upon it in a fire, vayal Ashon Ekesh and the smoke ascended like the smoke of a cone. So it says that the Sinai oshan as the bergot nor giroichet. The Torah emphasized that the mountain was smoking in its entirety, or beneath as the berg, was of it doesn't say in the Pasig that the mountain was actually burning in fire, consumed, in engulfed in flames. Rather, it only mentions the smoke. And that's what happens when you learn two verses later. Hashem actually descended on the mountain. So when you learn this and you learned before that there was smoke and only smoke so you wonder if Hashem descended on the mountain, meaning Hashem represents the fire. He is the fire that we're talking about. Yorad olav Hashem be'esh as it says in verse Y3. Hashem descended here with the fire. So if he came down with the fire so why is it just smoking the mountain? Why isn't the fire the, the mountain not burning? That's what you wonder how was the actual yorat? How did that happen? That it did not impact the mountain with fire, but rather with smoke. And the wixen was given a Especially it should have effect that which grows, the trees, the grass, which grew upon the mountain. V'yestet befeiru Passig. It says clearly in the beginning of Shemaiz as Sinai given a When Moshe Rabbeinu saw the burning bush, so where was it? It says that he came to the mountain, and by the mountain it was Arer Kim um, Choreva, to the mountain of God. As Rashi says, that's the future mountain which the is going to be given. We saw the burning bush, so there was definitely a bush. Ubepashtus it does need given that the wasn't the only bush, or the wasn't the only thing which was growing there on the mountain. And if the other things were growing, so the fact that there is a descending there in a fire, in a in a in the shape of a fire. So therefore this fire should have consumed those trees, which is in generally the mountain. In, in fire, not only in smoke. And therefore, when you come to verse uh, test to verse Chav, verse 20, you wonder, so what happened? Why did it only smoke? Why did you just learn there was only smoke? So you can come and say, okay, you wonder what happened. Really, Hashem was descending with full fire. And the fire was descending actually onto the mountain. And what happened that it didn't burn, it was only smoking. That was a part of the miracles. There was many miracles that took place. So this is one of the miracles. But of that, the Rebbe says, we have a concept that we don't make miracles just for the sake of having miracles. Every miracle has a purpose. So what purpose does it serve to have a miracle that the fire comes down, but it's not burning fire, It's only creates smoke. So therefore, the idea of miracle is not a suggestion to answer why it wasn't burning. Ubifrat, Ash Bamsne, behar Sinai, State as a gebrent. when it came to the snare, it does mention that the snare was actually burning, and so it was on the mountain and actually burning in fire. So you do have f- a fiery phenomenon at the mountain. And how comes here it's only smoke? Why does the only thing the Torah mentions where I see na'oshan kuloi? So obviously the fire is glad to learn and as a given piteva. That it wasn't a miracle. Rather, the way it happened, the way Hashem came down on the mountain, is that naturally the mountain was not expected to burn in fire. But if Hashem is descending in fire, how would it not burn in fire? Therefore, you understand that the way he came down to the mountain is that it wasn't actually coming down. Ibald's Hashem is nit Adol of Mamish. Yes, he descended, but not actually and practically attaching himself to the mountain, but rather he remained above the mountain. Therefore, the mountain was not engulfed in fire or burning in fire. No ocean, it was only smoked entirely. Mitzadem Eish was given blow none to him. It's the closeness of the fire to the mountain, hovering it, that brought about the smoke, but it wouldn't affect it, even naturally, to burn. With the Teva Ash, the nature of fire is, as when is, when is, if it's close enough to a zach, to something, Geta a royce from the If it's close to an object, which is not uh, thin paper, or wood, they obviously would get consumed in the fire, but rather something other material, then it brings upon the smoke. So we see clearly from the fact that there was only smoke, you know that it wasn't actually descending on the mountain the Fazo therefore right away when you learn the verse So Rashi says right away You may think you're a doll of Mamish that he actually went down and up the man. That's what you might have think, but at the same time you think perhaps not. Why? Because from the psukim do vert amokem lesofik. It's of Mamish, because from the verses and the context of the story it happened, that itself rises you raises the question, and you wonder, do you really think it was Yoga Dol of Mamish? And therefore, is that what Rashi comes to resolve? Rashi comes to resolve and explain us how did it come? Because in one hand, it seems in the actual wording that the descendant. And then, what you learned earlier, it seems that no, it was only smoke. And then you have a verse later that Hashem spoke from heaven, which proves more that Hashem was not completely um, descending on the mountain in its entirety. And that's neat explanation. It's actually going to be, give us an explanation how it happened As we're going to see in a moment. So before we continue, there's a few interesting footnotes over here regarding the nature of Har Sinai. First of all, in footnote um, um, 5, the Lebbe brings in regard to what it says that the mountain was smoked in its entirety, later in chapter 20, verse 15, it says that the Cholom Roim, they saw the flames, they saw the mountain, Vesor saw So the mountain, again, only was smoking, but not burning in flames. And the postage does mention, like, like a consuming fire, or so it was like a consuming fire, but again, doesn't I guess indicate that the that the that the mountain itself was penetrated with flames and fire. In verse six, that when he mentions inside that the fact that there was fire, the mountain should have been burning. So he mentions in verse six, just like by the snatch, so it says clearly. That when Hashem was in the in the in the in the in the thor in the bush of thorns, the sneh, so he was engulfed in fire. So here too, if Hashem is on Ar Sinai, it should have been that he's actually there, and and the fire is in the mountain. The Av he continues shegam be Sinai nemar also regarding Ar Sinai as later in Pukumish Dvarim. And Rashi brings it also in our parsha earlier. They are all boer boesh, so it does mention the concept that the mountain was was burning in fire. So it's not only smoke. Perhaps it does mention fire. So the Rebbe says, kivum kan. Since after all, our parsha in Pesachut it says to the that it was clearly only smoke. Mistavil it makes sense to say the Boer dan, even when it says it was Boer, it was burning, it doesn't mean Nire, It wasn't an open fire, a fire that you can see the mountain being consumed with fire. Rather Boer burning is only an indication that it was very hot, like a fiery mountain. Because the emphasis is what it says here in the story. The story is clearly only about smoke. So later, when it does mention burning, it only says that the smoke was of a very hot mountain. Like it says by Esther, the bo'aro. a anger was 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 burning. So does it mean that it was burning in a in an actual fire? It doesn't mean fire. It's like he it was. Burning the way a fire burns, it's like a metaphor to fire. Koyes Olooshon, Sreifo, It's Rashi in Beshalach brings, also regarding that um, uh, by the Shire, they say um, they say in the Pasik dear um, that Hashem uh, was kind of um, was was kind of angry ruach apicho ner mumaim in uh, Pasik Ches. In the Shire, So it does mention, and Rashi says there that what is Ruach HaPecho? Ruach apecho is like the, the breath of your nostrils. And it does mention it's like smoke and anger and fire. And it obviously does not mean actual fire, but it's the heat that is being introduced here. So here too, by the Al Sinai, it's mostly it's the smoke, but the heat was like a fiery. Heat and that's what the later in Chumish Dvorim, it mentions Bo'er Bo'esh. By the snare, there you must say there was actually fire. Why? Because as you see, Moshe Rabbeinu went over and he was wondering what's going on. Why is it not con- getting consumed? Because he saw so fire. The story of the snare is different. The nevar it says clearly Toma was wondering shasnei what happened to the snare how comes it's not getting consumed and later in the order eight he also brings the Ramban references the Ramban in Chumish dvorim the the Ramban says clearly that when the mountain was was um, was uh, the the snare which was by the mountain. It wasn't the only tree. There were other trees, dear too. And then comes the order nine. Order nine, footnote nine, the, the fact that he mentions there were other things growing at Arsini. So he brings, first of all, Reishmo Mois, Vayana Gesatsoin, that Moshe, when he was the shepherd for his father-in-law Israel. It says he was grazing the sheep. And Rashi says, And he came to Har Chorev. He came to our Sinai. And the purpose was to find them grass. So you know clearly that it was surrounded with vegetation. And when Neymar, it also says later, They shouldn't graze facing the mountain. So it clearly indicates that there was other Things growing in the area or on the mountain itself. Rashi itself says that Hashem revealed himself in a in a bush of thorns, not in another tree, because he wanted to show that he's everywhere and he's together with you in the pain. So Rashi does say that there was other options, I guess there were other trees on the very same location which Hashem could have revealed himself. So clearly, there was the way the Rebbe accepts, according to the Rashi's and to the Psukim, the Arsini did add vegetations on it. But the adds, if you're going to say, in the Timothy's opinions, which all that there was no trees there and no grass, rak it was rather just a rocky mountain. If that's the case, then it wouldn't even be their smoke. Because smoke only comes from fire coming to contact with trees, but at least it doesn't come when fire comes in contact with rocks. And if you're going to say that there was a miracle, that the rocks also became smoky, and the fact is that, as it says, he brings the fact that the smoke was so strong, that's a miracle, so perhaps that's a part of the miracle that also the rocks were smoking. So the Lebbe says, <laughs> The smoke went so high to the heart of heaven, The in seemingly a miracle, and therefore perhaps the, the, the stones were also miraculously smoked. Still, nevertheless, simply speaking, you're not looking to magnify the miracle Elohimar, that the very creation of the smoke was unnatural. Somehow fire came in contact with stones and it created smoke. This is also not natural, so you don't go that far. And therefore, you um, According to these opinions, um, um, we can we're not going to go with this with this approach that there was no vegetation there because the fact that the Torah mentions smoke, it must be that there was vegetation there too. He um, brings in the footnote of verse of of of, of reference nine. He brings the, actually the alshich. He discusses the passage, so he does ask the question, how is the smoke? So the Alshih, in general, is known as a book of Drush, not in Pshat. And as the Rebbe says, there's no question why there was smoke, because according to Pshat, and this is what Rashi is dealing with, obviously there was vegetation on the mountain too. The mountain was mainly stones. And therefore, the al says in his question, if it was majority, of it was stones, therefore it doesn't fit so much the expression in the verse, that it was entirely smoky. So it could be there was mostly rocks, and that's what the Alshich's opinion. Definitely, that clearly in the verse of Puteishem Mikro that there was other trees. He brings from Txides, that there was no trees at all. So the Rebbe resolves it by saying, "There's different midrashim." There are Medrashim which indicated that there was vegetation on the mountain and there are those who are clearly all that there was not. Just like regarding the Sneh itself, there are two opinions in the Medrash. According to one opinion, Chadman the Omar, the Sneh is the least of all vegetations that even in a Sneh Hashem revealed himself, meaning that is the least of all vegetations, <inaudible> are, <HermanitusthemeICS> that the sne is something which makes th- thrones grow and it makes at the same time uh, it makes, um, what do you call it, um, roses grow. So there's different opinions on how the snare was. So the same thing could be different opinions, whether there was other trees or not too much trees. But clearly, back to what we are learning, that there is trees according to British Micro. and therefore, if there is trees, they should definitely... Um, um, so then the question is, what happened to... Uh, how did they not... Um, uh, how come the mountain did not burn... Um, That the answer is that it was really not that Hashem descended actually in his fiery way onto the mountain, but it was rather close to the mountain. So this is what uh, this footnote explains. So going back to to, uh, our discussion, is what Rashi is trying to understand. As the Rebbe explained, what Rashi bothered is that what and how did Hashem descend upon Arsenai? Did he actually descend or not? The fact that there was only smoke shows that he did not actually descend. And the verse later, I spoke to you from heaven, again says, that he did not actually descend, and the question is now: Let's finish up. See from as Based been so showing from the Now that I become with a question al Rashi. Now that we explained that when and for what reason does one wonder how did Hashem come down on Arsenai? The doubt and the question is based on the fact that the fiery that the mountain was not on fire. And therefore, you wonder what happened here. here it says it went down, and here it says it was only smoke. So, why does Rashi need to bring the next Pasik later from chapter 20? Kiminashamai, Yim that this is the proof that Loyor Adol of Hashem did not go down. The fact that the mountain was only in smoke, not in fire, should be enough as a proof. That's the question. And then continue see if Gimel in discussing the answer the Drashi says. What is the answer the Rashi says? Vaiter is Rashi Mamshik. Rashi explains the answer. How was it? Did he actually come down if the verse says he did not? Rashi Melamed It teaches us She shomaim that Hashem bent the upper heavens and the lower heavens, Al and he spread them over the mountain Kematso al Amito, like a sheet, like a blanket and a bed. yorat and the Kiseyakovid Hashem's throne of glory descended upon. Then, meaning upon those heavens so by bending the heavens god was both he was in the heavens and at the same time he was on mount sinai simultaneously but it wasn't actually on the mountain itself but he was on the on the on the on the heavens which were now placed attached to the mountain spread over the mountain this is what rashi says so it was both. It was, but it wasn't. The so Rebbe continues, the mock of an empirush is in Mechilte. This explanation is explained in Mechilta and this Pasik. Ober Vigirechan film, as I spoke many times, as Rash is Rashi Matik is Empirush, nor the Midroshe Hazal Vuzalin Adelaha Pshat when Gia Tsupshutish Mikro. Rashi brings only this type of Madresh. Which will explain in the simple way of learning micro ideas of the psuk. So if Rashi brings the Mechilta even if you're going to say it's the Mechilta, which is Alakik Medrash it's only because it gives us a simple understanding. Um bifrat, in Unzerfal. Rashi does not indicate where he took his pewish. A lot of times Rashi says, here Rashi does not say that he takes it from the Mechilte Although he points out in order twelve that when um, I what I mean by saying that Rashi does not say, and when he does mention he says it, when he does mean a Mechilte he says it, the kavana is for those footnotes which are brought in Rashi itself. Like Rashi would say. Piresh be michilte or piresh be medresh. Maschenken, those medrashim which are noted in Chatz Eagle in parentheses, this is not from Rashi itself, they, that was added later. So, either way, uh, by us, Rashi clearly does not say it's the michilte. IS muchach, as DEM perish with all protim, nemter nit from the michilte, nor from SHUTE Mikro. This indicates clearly that Rashi's explanation does not come from the Mechilta, but rather refines it, in the simple understanding of the verse. So that word, that Hashem was folding the heavens and spread them over the mountain, Rashi finds it in the simple reading of the verses. But we have to explain, to understand this. So to explain both things, Hashem Alasila. Hashem actually descended. ben Ashamaim di No, that he was speaking to us from heaven, which indicated he did not descend. So these things, to explain how they both coexisted simultaneously, descended and being in heaven. If that's what you're looking to explain, is be'kitzer. Then, just say shortly, Melamed, that the Torah teaches us, irkin yohor, that Hashem folded the heavens upon the mountain, and He descended upon those heavens. So He's not on the mountain itself, He's on the heavens, which are placed on the mountain. Vu Vudah's Rashi taking the simple understanding of the verse, the four points that Rashi makes. Number one, as Aleph, that Hashem bent the upper and lower heavens. The heavens. What is the upper and lower? Number two, base, not only did he bend them, rather, no, Rashi says he spread them over the mountain. Where does this come from? Number three, in them guffe in actually the way of a spread, Rashi says, kematzo alamito, like a sheet on a bed. Where does this come from? Number four, vayered nid Hashem, kaloshna posik, nor kise that what came down on those heavens, seemingly it God. Rashi adds, No. It is Kisa Yaakovet, Hashem came down in his throne of glory. These four points, where is that, mentioned in P'shut micro Mikro. And also, from where does Rashi take in P'shut micro that that's how Hashem came down on our sinai. So, if Dal Neis, after the Yuki, and the P'shut now we dealt with the Rashi by us, which is P'elik Yutes, P'asik now the Rebbe is coming to uh, try a number of questions and the Rashi, which introduces the contradiction in the verses later in chapter 20, verse 19. Pirush Rashi, der Pirush Pirush So first of all, we have to understand also how does the explanation here fit with the explanation later, but it says in verse in chapter twenty, Kimina min Hashemayim dibarti mochem," I spoke to you from heavens. Rashi is mefarish. Rashi here says contradiction. Here it says, "Ki min Hashemayim dibarti Here it says, "I spoke to you from heaven," and it says Rashi, the vechadoyimer." Then there is a pasuk which says, "Well, this is the pasuk that we are mentioned in the beginning." Our Pasha, which it says in Pedic Yutesh, that Hashem actually descended upon the mountain. It wasn't from heaven. And what does Rashi say? There is a third verse that comes and resolves the apparent contradiction between them. What is the third verse? The third verse is in Chumish Dvorim. Dire Ki men from the heavens he made his voice heard to you to rebuke you and on the earth he showed you his great fire on the basis of this verse we can resolve the contradiction as follows the verse talks about two things which these two things represent the two psukim the two chapters, his glory was in the heaven. The Ya and his fire and might were on earth. So basically, when it says, Ibn that talks about his glory. When it says, Vayered Hashem, Hashem descendant, that talks about his fire, it talks about his might, two separate things. This is one way to resolve the contradiction. Another alternative way to explain the contradiction is that Hashem bent the heavens and the heavens of the heavens and spread them over the mountains. So here we know that he was on the heavens because he wasn't actually on a mountain, but still is also descended because he's on the heavens which are placed on the mountains and Rashi brings a proof to it from a in Tehillim it says in Tehillim and he bent the heavens and descended. so clearly you have both and that's how Rashi resolves the contradiction He's and the question is a number of questions. First of all, Enunza Pasik brings Rashi Norden Perush Irkin Shamayim. Norden Perush Irkin Shamayim. Irashi only brings the explanation that the heavens were folded. This is in chapter 19. In chapter 20, Zogd Rashi Aleph Nocha Perush. He brings a whole other explanation. That from the heavens there was a voice and the fire was on earth, which is not mentioned in chapter 19. Question number one. Base number two, the Einzigste Perush Do, kum Dort Al Perush. What by us in chapter 19 is mentioned as the only explanation, is actually in chapter 20, which seemingly deals with the same question, is brought as a second explanation. And thus A says there is need the perusha ikri the Psich mikro. The Rebbe always learns that Rashi, when he brings two explanations, the first refers to the Putish mikro, the simple understanding of the verse, and the second is the less simple understanding. So the fact that Rashi brings in chapter 20 that which he brings in chapter 19 as the only explanation, he brings a deer as explanation number two shows that it's not even the so clear, British, micro-explanation. The question number one is, he does not bring that explanation for chapter 19, the first one. In chapter 19, he does not bring the first explanation in chapter 20. Question number two, he brings there both explanations, in which by us is the only explanation is in chapter 20 mentioned as explanation number two. Another question, Frank Deweber, euch dafür verstehen? Bibschleime was Dorthes Rasche Masch mit dem zweiten Pyrrhus de Protim, que mazo mito. The fact that Rashi does not bring in chapter 20, that the way the heavens were spread on the mountain was the way you spread a sheet on the bed. Und weil eret chisea kovet aleem, and what came down on the heavens was the throne of glory which is mentioned in chapter 19, he says it. And in chapter 20, he does not say it. as a of You can say he doesn't have to mention all the details and the specifics in chapter 20 because he understands that you already learned that in chapter 19. And in chapter 19, you know exactly how the skies were spread on the mountain, like a sheet on a bed. And you also know that it was a kiseya covered. So this is not a question. With alphabet fashteyn, there is differences the way things are being brought in chapter 20. And there is also additional insights which are being brought in chapter 20 and not in chapter 19. And this needs explanation why. And it brings three of those differences. Aleph. Do Zokter, in chapter 19, it says that Hashem folded Elioinim, the higher heavens and the lower heavens. They were all folded. When Dorton, in chapter 20, it says that what was folded, the heavens and the heavens of the heavens. Two different things. What is it? You're changing. Question number two, base. Dorton. Is a from Pasik. In chapter 20, Rashi adds a proof to the idea that the heavens were folded. So Rashi says, that he folded the heavens, he bended the heavens, and he descended, I guess, upon them. So he brings a source from Tehilim for that for that explanation. So then the question is, if this explanation needs a proof, you have to support it by a verse. Then you should have bring it in chapter 19, the first time you introduce this explanation, you should have bring that there is a source, a verse, which clearly proves you this concept that there was a folded heaven over the mountain. Bring the Possekiteilim there. If you need a proof, bring it in chapter 19. The first time you introduce that insight, don't wait till chapter 20. Finally, number three, Gimel. Vibal doesn't bring Tarob Dort, Nodem, Claudus, Aperus, Unale Protim, canal. since in chapter 20. He brings only the general explanation all On mentioning all the details like we said before it does not mention it was like the spreading of a blanket it doesn't mention it it was a throne of glory then the question is why does he do, why does he mention that detail that those heavens were spread over the mountain if you're relying on chapter 19 so that is going to be found in chapter 19 too why is it important that specific detail to be mentioned in chapter 20 which he does bring the verse of Tehillim means he folded the heaven in that verse we don't find the idea of spreading it And that's the only thing that it does bring from chapter 19. What is important to mention that part? So clearly what we have over here to summarize the questions, we have seemingly two Rashi's: Chapter 19 verse 20, chapter 20 verse 19, which both deal seemingly with the same question, how did Hashem practically showed himself on Har Sinai. The verse says Vayered, he actually descended. There's another verse which says Ben HaShomayim, he spoke from heaven, apparently he did not actually descend. The verse about the smoking fire of Har Sinai also indicates that he wasn't actually descending onto the mountain. And there is one explanation which Rashi brings in chapter 19 and chapter 20, that it wasn't descending onto the mountain, but rather it was the heavens which were on the mountain, and Hashem came down over the heavens which separate between Him and the mountain. In the other end, in chapter 20, brings another explanation that certain, the the, the fire was on the mountain, but Hashem's uh, presence was above the mountain, which is not mentioned in chapter 19. And this is what the Rebbe is coming now to explain, that chapter 19 and chapter 20 talk about two different things, even though they mean the same idea and the two Rashi's are not contradicting each other. But there's one thing that Rashi wants to emphasize in chapter 19, and there's a second thing which Rashi wants to emphasize in chapter twenty, because the verses are talking about two separate um, two separate subjects. And what is it? Let's continue Sehifei the The explanations in all this is as follows: the to vision the Rashi. The difference is how the Psukim are here in chapter 19 and in chapter 20 when it talks about I spoke to you from heaven. The Psukim what is our chapter 19, what is the subject, what is the content of the verses? What this chapter nineteen is explaining that Hashem descended on Sinai in a revealed manner and the mountain itself was not impacted with the holiness of Hashem's presence. And the far as it says also, therefore, it says in the verses in chapter 19, verse 12 and verse 13, Guard yourself from ascending the mountain, no hand should come touching it. Moshe tells Hashem, the people cannot come up to the mountain. It says, Make sure you border the mountain, you sanctify it. In other words, the old content is that Hashem is on the mountain, the mountain is now impacted with holiness. This is what this group of verses are coming to teach us. That the mountain is penetrated with holiness. That's why Rashi in chapter 19 brings the verse from chapter 20 that Hashem that says that Hashem spoke to you from heaven and that He didn't actually descend onto the mountain. Even though it says that there was fully smoke, nevertheless, it doesn't mean that it was actually on the mountain. But from Ganzen, of mamish. Because if you read the stories and the instructions of not to come near it and not to touch it, those indicate that there is the notion that Yor Adol of Mamesh is actually done. He actually descended onto the mountain. And the Riber, therefore, is the Apostolik Varasina Oshankula and itmer Matlosophic when you have the verse that it was only smoking like we learned earlier that it indicated that Hashem did not descend it only raises a doubt. Why comes there was no fire it was only smoke. But clearly the, the the spirit and the content of the verses is that Hashem is on the mountain. And therefore Rashi asked to bring you the posse in and I spoke to you from heaven to prove and to make it clear that it was not Yorad all of Mamash. Because the whole idea of this psukim is again to introduce the kedusha Sohar, the sanctity of the mountain. And therefore, that's what we are dealing and that's what Rashi is looking to explain. How was it holy? In what way did Hashem introduce himself to the mountain? This is chapter 19. Chapter 20 is all different discussion. What does chapter 20 talk about? When it says in chapter 20 you saw that I spoke to you from the heavens he is coming to emphasize a whole different point. It comes to emphasize it comes to teach that Hashem is higher and further from being revealed unto the earth. Therefore, what chapter 20 says is that verse, I spoke to you from heaven, and the prophet continues the following verse, You shall not make images of what is with me. Gods of silver, gods of gold, you shouldn't do for yourself. And, and the idea is, the idea is that as Rashi explains, dear, you should not make tasun iti, you should not make anything which, um, an image of my servants, right? Amisham shalifanabem who serve for me on high. But the idea is that since they are with me, right? So you shouldn't make an image that which exists up there with me. Why? Because I am up there. I am not a part of the reality of earth. Like it says before, When I spoke to you, I spoke to you from heaven. And the idea of this psukim is, to further explain into and, and to emphasize the the way Hashem transcends heaven. The way Hashem is detached from heaven, so you shouldn't try to imitate them here down on earth. is the What is the first thing that Rashi explains? to resolve the issue well it says still in chapter 19 Hashem descendant by Yeretz so Rash says number one let me explain you clearly As bashomayin. really the glory of God is only in heaven you're only going to find it in heaven it was never done on earth it's only his fire and his might this is where on earth and Rashi brings that as his first explanation to resolve these two verses is by Perush's Mudgesh. This explanation emphasizes further and stronger the echelkeit von dem A in the transcendence that Hashem has from earth. Kvoida is sinai. The glory did not ascend actually on the mountain, to the mountain, nor Giblim Because the whole idea of this pasik is to talk about Hashem's greatness that he is detached and higher than earth. And therefore, this is the main explanation here that what you saw on earth is really only his fire and his might, but not his essential glory. Masha and Pirush as Irkin the second pshat that Hashem folded heavens. Which, by us in Chapter Nineteen, is the only pshat, but Gereit brings it as a second pshat because in that pshat not atem reisem mochem. In that pshat, you don't see clearly the idea that I spoke to you from heaven, as the Rebbe Shneur D'Gereit from a White North, he spoke from a far place, Shomaim. Because after all, basically, because after all, those heavens descended upon earth. So it would be less emphasizing that concept of Hashem transcending earth. So therefore, Rashi only brings it as a second shot. Why do you have to bring it as a second pshat? So maybe let's just skip to the, to the first shot. That the glory is in heaven, what we saw on earth was only his fire. So the Rebbe in Or, at twenty-six, footnote twenty-six, we call Makram Tzolich Gam Lepirusha Beis. We also need the second shot, because to the first shot that his glory is in heaven, that's still difficult. Since Aleph, it says Vayereh DaShem Alar Sinai, Hashem descended. Maschmashegam Kvoi Do Yorat that his glory also descended. So you can't say that his glory stayed only in heaven. So the second shot tells you that it was descending but not clearly unto the mountain. Okay, so therefore you need a second shot. Number two in the first shot, it's also difficult because Saar Ein For the holiness of the mountain, it's not enough to have his fire and might them he also needs his glory. So obviously you need to know that his glory when they're on the mountain too. So therefore, Rashi brings the first pshat as a first pshat and he still brings the second pshat also because to resolve the other issues that we have as we just mentioned. But now that we have established that this is the two things in Rashi, that is the two verses talk about two different aspects. One is to emphasize the sanctity of the mountain, and one is to emphasize the transcendence of God from the mountain. That's going to also resolve the other details that we mentioned earlier. Continuing, see, the is why here? Ilkin here he mentions, in chapter 19, he says that he folded the higher and lower heavens. In Dorton, in chapter 20, he says that he folded the heavens and the heavens of the heavens. Why is the change? Why is the difference? Here Rashi comes to explain the content of this Parsha, which is what? The descent that Hashem descended onto the mountain. So Rashi is only coming to explain it, not to explain you the nature of the descent. Rashi's main intention is, Rashi only comes only to explain you that since you learned that the mountain was smoking. And there is a verse that Hashem only spoke from heaven. So you're going to have an issue. What does it mean, So that's what Rashi's main idea is to explain you. How is that the, the, the fact that Hashem descended onto the mountain, not contradicting to those verses? In our verses, in chapter 19, comes that clearly as Aleph, the Rebishtar, Alayn. Hashem is the one who descended. Like it says, Vayered Hashem. And then it says, Vayered Hashem al-Arsinai, which means, that he actually descended onto Mount Sinai. So therefore, Stam," that he only folded to one heaven. As Hashem un-Arsinai eretz is do blois en that there's only one heaven in between them and he had to fold that heaven to come down. Because it says that Hashem clearly came down. And between Hashem and the, and, and on Mount Sinai, there is more than one heaven. There's many levels, there's many phenomenons between Hashem and Mount Sinai. So if you emphasize that Hashem came down on Mount Sinai and you're talking about this idea the Everything was folded. All types of heavens. So Eliyon in the upper heavens, in the lower heavens, because you have wanted to come to the point that Hashem is now coming at our Sinai. And you wonder, what is he coming straight from where he is to our Sinai? There is things in between. So Rashi says, sure, there are things in between. They were all folded. All the heavens were folded and those heavens are now spread on the mountain. And Hashem is upon them. Since we talk also mainly about the descent of God into the Mount Sinai, the term of the verse, which is apostolic in Eikev, which is going to use in chapter 20. No, Rashi is using a a term, was this zum von something which fits with the concept of descent, or Elioinim vetachtoinim. Elioinim vetachtoinim. Elioinim were all the higher ones and the lower ones, they were all folded in order for Hashem to descend on her Sinai. Meaning, because it's all talking about. Like we mentioned before, that which is in between, so to speak, God and the mountain. So there is higher heavens, there is lower heavens. I am descending, so all those are folding beneath me on the mountain, so I can descend upon the, of over them, while they are spread over the mountain. And this, for chapter nineteen, is all about the descent in chapter 20, that Hashem is really up in heaven and from this where He speaks to us. But after all, to ensure and to explain to us how that, does it not contradict So the fact that it says that Hashem descended on as Sinai, as even though he folded the heaven but in the fact that you say he folded the heavens so then you lower him, you don't make him stand far. So therefore Rashi says that not only did he fold the heaven, he folded the heaven and the heavens of the heavens, but does the from earth that again indicates the message Was chapter 20 is trying to emphasize that Hashem transcends and was higher from earth that even being on the mountain it was on a heaven and not only one heaven but the heaven of the heavens which further so called emphasizes the the, the 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 transcendence, the, the separation, the, the 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 loftiness which which Hashem is above um, is above the mountain. That's why he uses the verse Shemaim Ushmeah Shomaim. It shows ah there's a heaven, there's a heaven upon heavens and over all that it's where Hashem is sitting uh, so to speak being present and speaking to us. Then he continues, save Zion. This further explains the other things that we mentioned earlier about spreading it upon the mountain. And here it comes and explains this also very, very, very nice. given in is given In chapter nineteen, the whole idea is. Tashem descendant and his holiness affected the mountain. Bees as the Horv Vikidash the Canal. see it hit the point of the mountain became sanctified and holy. Isn't it was Then it's not enough to say that he were folded. Why? While does that nor visis given the it only tells you that how did he descend? He descend, by folding the heavens. He was on a heaven, not on a mountain. Or beneath, the fact that he is folding the heavens beneath him to get to the mountain doesn't indicate that Hashem is attaching himself to the mountain. The opposite. You can say there is a heaven and the heavens are so-called separating him from the mountain. But if your point is to emphasize that the mountains are now affected and contained with holiness, so then it's seemingly um, contradicting, at least questionable. So therefore, Ash is to tell us how were the heavens folded, which the way he explains how will further teach us the connection that God has with the mountain, even though... There is a seemingly a separation between them. And the Riba Muzrashido of Moishvayn, al Gabayor, he spread them over the mountain. As is given a vegilek of norm. Not that they were like, lying kind of just hovering over the mountain. They were spread over the mountain. And not just spread. In a, in a simple manner, but rather, like sheet on a bed, but the, matzo is the sheet, the blanket is a part of the bed, when you ask someone, where did you sleep? Even though he's sleeping on a sheet, I slept on a bed, because they are becoming ones, it becomes completely nullified, and secondary to the bed, it wasn't that Hashem folded the heavens and he descends on the heavens which is on top of the mountain and therefore they are like kind of separated. It's like you're putting like a piece of wood for example, between the mountain and, and God so to speak. those heavens became now the sheeting blanket of the mountain spread over in a way which are completely attached to the mountain. Therefore, the Shechina had also an impact on the mountain, and the mountain became holy because he is a part of it. Is, Hashem is on those heavens. The heavens are completely attached to the mountain, and that's how the mountain becomes holy. And this is the emphasis of chapter 19 the holiness of the mountain. aber in passikimena shamayim in chapter 20 pudyadgo sheiz vidarei bistrot girat minashamayim nitfonot the emphasis is it, the it, it spark from the heavens Can rashen nit sorgen at the pastik main madgein wie zio kematz That mitad rashi deletes that expression that it was like a spread over a bed because because here you're trying to emphasize the abysses as the shomayin given bottle or it. Right, the idea is, because this I'm sorry, this is adgoshay fleheifer. When you say that it was like a spread over the bed, you're emphasizing that the heaven, the shomayin, and the given bottle are nullified Hor but you don't want to say it. In chapter twenty, you want to emphasize. That Hashem remained detached, so to speak, and transcended the mountain. So, therefore, Rashi does not bring the idea of the way it was spreading over the mountain. Rashi, Musa Beroyr Dorten, but Rashi does have to mention the fact that it was spread over. Just to say that the heavens were folded, you still don't answer the question. It says, after all, Hashem if al-Harsinai, which clearly says that there was holiness on the mountain. And here you're talking about Hashem remaining kind of higher than the mountain. So you have to explain how was it. Therefore, Muzra Shalom V'Yitzion then funar sinai. Nor it's you and after all, he spread them upon the mountain. But it doesn't have to say like you spreading a sheet over the bed, because the emphasis is not about the, the, the heavens becoming part of the bed of the mountain, but rather that there was just, um, after all, even Hashem spoke from heaven, there was still a vayere, there was still a descent. And that's what Rashi has to explain how by bringing the idea that this that, that that it was spread over the mountains. And was That's why in chapter 20 Rashi brings the verse from Tehillim, which he does not bring in verse in chapter 19. Because the Rashi is what's the proof on that verse? vayerad is a proof of them as mer v'vayet shomayim. meant irgin is the posik nidmadgish. Is Just like it said v'vayet That's it. The heavens was folded. doesn't say it was folded, spread over the mountain and place like a blanket over the bed. Just it was folded. And that's what you're looking for in chapter 20. That Hashem spoke him in a Shemaim. And the Shemaim was folded on the mountain. That's it. That's what you're trying to get. You're not looking to find the connection between the heavens and the mountain. or the heavens become kind of nullified to the mountains. The psukim in chapter 20 do not speak about, I'm sorry, the verse in Tehillim does not speak about that it was like spread over a blanket over uh, on its bed. Was done with ois shomaim. If you consider the idea of a sheet on the bed, then there is no heavens. The shomaim, which is the matzo, the sheet, where the tail becomes apart from the harmato. Nor in chapter twenty, the idea is that itzion is a von irkin. It's a continuation from irkin. It was just folded that he lower the heavens to the mountain nothing more than just lowering it folding it and that's it even after that the heaven remained heaven but the far past, therefore Hashem can come in chapter 20 and emphasize atem re'isem I spoke to you forever. The Rebbe says in, 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 in footnote 30, these two explanations ain't on so yisrim they're not a contradiction between the two Rashi's in chapter 19, chapter 20. Rashi only tells us that in chapter 19, in chapter 20, each chapter emphasizes something else of the Pesach. Because, in chapter 19, this emphasizes the sanctity of the mountain. In that detail, then it's important to emphasize that they were like a sheet on a bed. This is in chapter 19. ב הקושק כי in chapter one mudgash, מָדַגַשׁ שָמִים בִּפְנֵי therefore matig Rashi they were spread over not like a sheet on a bed because he's not looking to explain you and to and and to and to and to and to emphasize the relationship between them the opposite it is more about emphasizing that shemaim remained shemaim. Continues if Ches and in Al Pianal, then he also answers the other detail that in, in chapter nineteen it does not mention chair the, the throne of glory, but he does mention it in chapter twenty. Al Pianal does do Rashi ve from based on what we said till now, that chapter nineteen is to tell you. How Hashem came down of is a moved from Favos Rashi Zog Yeret Kisea Kovet Alem. Why Rashi does also mentions the throne of glory in chapter 20 and he does not mention it in chapter 19. What's the Psad? The Lebbe Bayetzias Mitzrayim state, Vervarti be'aretz Mitzrayim. It says, Tashem says, I will pass to Mitzrayim. Which means as the Rabishtak a lain, Bihvedu Hashem in his own glory, right? Rashi says it was me, not a messenger, is a came down into Egypt, descended into Egypt, and that's how he got the final plague. Makas Pchher, the Rabishtak himself is going into the house of the Egyptian and taking away the life of the firstborn. So the Hashem Himself is in Mitzrayim, and from that by so by So you wonder, so what happened to the smoke? Hashem comes down on Arsinai. and there is smoke, there is fire. Yet Hashem is in Mitzrayim, and there's no mentioning of His glory, of His smoke. Same thing he mentions it in 34, by Chaius Yamsuf even. We don't find all these details, that there was noise, there was thunder, for sure, not smoke. Why is it not mentioned by H Mitzrai? This is the question that you wonder, what's the difference? Would, would, why don't we find his, his the, the, the all this description that we have over here by Arsini also when it comes down to Egypt? To explain the difference, Rashi says, This is what Rashi says that Hashem came down at was anathema. Throne of Glory, kisse z'gderbe v'os kisse vaystofis yashus, kivius. The throne of glory, the chair represents settlement and permanency, un gadlus b'fratakibu akovedu meluche greatness and royalty, which is all emphasized by the chair, as we all he brings from Parshas Mikates, ak kisse igdal mimecho mimecho. Paro, tells Yosef, there is the Turan of Glory. This is the royalty, the ultimate level of royalty in its full capacity. This, I'm living for me. And that's what Cher represents. So Rashi wants to tell us what happened really at Matan Tere and why don't we find this smoke in the other appearances of God. So Rashi at Matan Tere is that Eibus tel given by Siyashvus of Arsinai. Hashem came settling. He wanted, first of all, that the Teresh should have a permanent impact to add all the generations. So he came and he settled, so to speak, to add this experience of Har Sinai. And with the Kobit of Melucha. And the far, where Yere Hashem al-Harsinai with the protein was where that sailed in partial. That's why it says, where Yere Hashem al-Harsinai, that he came down. And does mention all the details um, which the parasha says that he came down and there was smoke and so on. And this is mentioned in chapter 19. And this is not mentioned in chapter 20 because chapter 19 again is the emphasis of Hashem's l- lowering himself and descending into the physical world and impacting it with Gdusha. This is what influenced the mountain to stay holy. And this is what Kisaya Kovet represents a permanent, settled manner of Gdusha into the world. And that is Pelik Yutes. And Pelech Chav is about Hashem being in Shemaim, and therefore we should never assume to make similar images to God. And for that, me not mentioning the kisei, me not mentioning the spreading like a sheet over the bed, me only bringing the very idea that Hashem was on the mountain even though He spoke from heaven. How was He? And this is by being, by folding the heavens. So this is what mainly the sicha explains beautifully. The two different rashis the two different emphases in the Psukim of what took place at Har Sinai and now we have a better idea what happened when HaYered Hashem al Sinai. Finally, see Iftes. The Rebbe comes and explains um, according to Remez the difference between chapter 19, verse 20 and chapter 20, verse 19. The Rebbe in the Sikha actually said that his father used to learn like this, and that's how he's just bringing also this type of learning to it. So I'm gonna finish up if thats From the wondrous concepts, according to secret of secret part of Torah, Kabbalah. The made a Anal the different is though. As do is muti geshdi yiride. Chapter nineteen talks about, and the emphasis is, is the descent. No, the yiride is be'ayfun from irkin shomaim. That if descent was in a way that the heavens were folded as euch the shomaim, and narobginid that even the heavens folded. And dort in chapter nineteen, in chapter twenty, is the adgash has been shomaim di ba'iti machem is the emphasis that I spoke to you from heaven, which is echar fun adats. Above land, nor we in a It's only that the heavens were folded, but it's after all from the heavens, and that's the emphasis. So, these ideas so as the Rebbe is also is merumes in them, is hinted in the fact that the Pasik, Hashem Hashem descendant, is in capital pasik Pasikhof. That posse is in Kapitel half Chapter 20, posse And as he brings in footnote 40, there's a whole discussion about the, who divided those chapters. But in either way, since it's brought down in all this forum, and all by, by Jews in general, in G'doyle Yisrael, for many generations of Minach Yisrael, totally, so we can definitely learn that from the fact that that this is chapter 19, verse 20, and the next one is chapter 20, verse 19. And the rabbi explains, you Utes, which is 19, state for him, is the gematria from the milui, from Shema Vaya. Shema. It's brought down in Kabbalah. The, the gematria, you have Shema Vaya, is is uh, the yud kei and then you have the milui the milui is that like the letter yud when you you write it it's only a yud but when you pronounce it it's yud vav daled so vav daled is ten the letter hey the milui the feeling of the letter hey is the second hey hey is you spell it is hey a so then you have five so it's the it's the it's the uh now you have Vov in Hay, so it's ten plus five is fifteen. And then you have uh Vov so the Milli of the of the of the letter Vov is um, is um, is Vov is also as um his letter, each um, letter is aleph, is seven, and then you have the final letter hey, which all equals into the the, the, the amount of forty five, and that's what you say. That's one of the ways of calling Shemavaya is in the in the in the value of forty five. So it says that this is what the letter UTES is. What the meaning of milui is, that's what milui means. Feeling is the way you pronounce it. Gilo You have the way the vov dalet is hidden in the vov, and when you pronounce it, yud, so then you say yud vov dalet, you reveal that which is hidden. In Sphires, it is Sphiras samalchus. And in Sphires, the letter Ytes is Sphiras samalchus. Chof, is Roshetei, was Keser, is Maki, fun Echa, for Zeder The Sphere of Keser transcends Ishtal We Vibar, that alle Sphere's einen, klulizeh mizeh, since all the Sphere's are including all the other Sphere's, is in Kesafaran and Malchushebe Keser, that say is Vikeser, was it Echa, from Welt? state in the name of G-d, the Malchus, and as I mentioned, Malchus is the Keser of Malchus. As in Malchus, I'm in the Esgalim, but the Esgalim Keser. So basically, you have kesser which Keser represents that which transcends the worlds, but you have the Malchus of kesser This is a kesser is standing in a, in a so-called in a in a in a in a in a direction of. Revelation downwards. That's what you call it, Malchus of Kessar. Kessar is now in the in the mode of Malchus, which is representing descent. And then there is Malchus, then there is Kessar of Malchus. So Malchus is the world of revelation, which is also as is Kessar, which is meaning in a in a in a in a in a movement towards upward Kessar. And also the Hilde division is very sucking. The difference between the two verses, Kapitel Utes, Posikhov. As the Khov is a Pratina Utes. The chapter is 19. The verse is 20. So if the chapter is 19, then you're talking about Malchus. That's, the verse is 20, so it's Kesser of Malchus. Und der Far is sein, dem Kapitel, Schloss, Dick, Teuchen, Malchus. So you talk about Malchus. So the main idea is the descent. That's what chapter 19 talks. The descent of godliness into the world, into Mount Sinai. Narashi, Yenoshul Torah, is Megale, Rashi reveals as what is being descended? Heaven is being folded. Kesosh Malchus. But the idea is more about the Malchus aspect, the descent. Kapitel Chav Pasik Yutess is yutes, is a Platin Chav. Chapter twenty is the capital, the chapter. So he is the dominating force. So you're talking about Keser, and the nineteen, which is Malchus, is a is a detail of Keser. Malchus Shabekeser. Underfall is Zayntechun Kolly Kimin Ashamaim, where the Rebbechter is obgetroen from Welt, which is the idea of Keser transcending the world. That even the Malchus of Kasser, which is the way Kasser is in a, in a state of belonging to the lower worlds, is really here the emphasis is Shamaim, upward. That's what the, chapter 20 represents. And thus is where the Biuru Pnimi in them was in his own perushef and postilvayere, the Gdrashe chemato alla why is that that in chapter 19 he brings that it was like a like a sheet on a bed in chapter 20 is the smash he, he deletes it in chapter 20 he does not mention the spread since the keser of malchus is made in dominating the malchus the whole idea of malchus is to channel gardeners downward is So, therefore, even the Kesser aspect, that that aspect which is seemingly transcend, transcending world, is still belonging to the world of downward alamito, like a sheet spreading over its bed. That was Kesser is shining down in the world. and Kesser is be was his echarfunailumis. Kesser represents the light which transcends in higher than worlds. Is venes, is Me Lemato, even when it shines down with Malchusha Bekeso, is it is not enveloped, is not involved in the Malchus Narablayaknas Makif Shamain, the Malchus also remains um, separated and detached.